0: And we're going to continue our series this morning on the renewal of the mind, which is one of these specialities. She's a counsellor and a life coach of 30-odd years' experience, and I've benefited from it. I've been a guinea pig for some of it, but it's worked. Hallelujah. I'm alive. Hey, that is good news, isn't it? The good news is that we have somebody so on our side. And one of the things that started my journey in in training as a counsellor was the scripture that said that Jesus had come so that people could live life in abundance. And I have to say, when I got saved, I didn't see that happening. I really didn't see an awful lot of people living life in abundance. And I wanted it. I wanted it for myself. I wanted it for my family. I wanted it for the community that was growing around me because that's why Jesus hung on the cross. And that's why he rose again, so that we could have that abundant life and so that we could defeat the devil and his lies you see somebody once said to me the devil wants you dead well you know what I don't think he does not if you're a Christian if I die he knows where I am I'm in heaven I'm I'm having a ball there I'm I'm part of the banquet I'm you know he doesn't want me dead but what he would like is for me to have a really miserable difficult time here on earth so that I don't live in the joy and the fullness of life that Jesus promised me. We have a serious enemy and he can be and has been defeated. But it's a setup because we also have a part to play in going for that abundant life. And we're told in the Bible that we need to take every thought captive to Christ, which means our thought life should be in line with the Word of God. And when it is, we are regularly defeating the works of darkness. And I've seen over the years how this is the battle for the mind is one of the biggest battles, I think, that we ever have to face. You know, the, the battle is between the ears, and we 've taught the last two we 've been talking the last two weeks about ways that we can uh, be victorious between our ears in our mind, and we looked at the fact that our mind works on two levels that we have a conscious mind, which is the mind that is in control, but then we have a subconscious mind, and the subconscious mind's job is to collect information, to um, store memories, to uh, remember everything that the conscious mind has programmed in it. Um, the counselling books called it a servo mechanism. It, it's no emotions, it doesn't know what's good for us, it doesn't know what's bad for us. It just gives us memory recall when we need it in order for for us to make good choices. We've we've taught how this mind of ours is goal orientated, and how on a regular basis every day we give it goals. We go to work. We cook, do the cooking. You know, if I'm going to make a shepherd's pie, that's my goal. And I don't now. I don't need to get a recipe book out. My subconscious has got. I've done it so many times. My subconscious can remind me all the time how I go. I must have. I don't know. 800,000 recipes stored up there. I've been cooking a long time. And, and this my servo mechanism will bring me back what I need when I need it. And we talked about how important it is then that we are aware of the goals that we are giving and that we are aware of the information that we are giving that subconscious to store. And, and we looked at how our imagination is so important and how that we could imagine negative things and bring about the emotion of the negative things and that we need to learn to use that imagination of ours to bring about positive things. And we finished last week where we talked about how I said all of us, absolutely all of us, are really good at using our imagination. And when we worry, we imagine what's going to happen. We i have written down that when you worry you picture an undesirable future or an outcome or a goal, something that you don't want. And it's very vivid in your imagination. And actually, you don't use a lot of effort or willpower to bring that about. You'll sit and you'll think, oh, God, I hope this doesn't happen or that happens. Or what if, the what ifs. What if that happens? Or what if this person does that? And we keep dwelling on it. And we dwell on the results. And we keep picturing it to ourselves. And then we play with the ideas. And we go to sleep worrying about it. And we have a dream that's in line with our worry. And we wake up in the morning. And it's not long before we start mulling this thing over again in our mind. And it makes the end result more and more real to us. The more we think about it, the more this negative outcome becomes real. Then after a while, the appropriate feelings start to come. We start to feel worried, or we start to feel fearful, or we start to feel anxious, or we start to feel discouraged. Well, what's the point? If all this is going to go wrong, there's not a lot of point. We start to feel unloved, or we start to feel disappointed. The emotion will become appropriate to the undesirable feeling that is going through our mind. That is just the way we are made. And the devil loves it and will encourage us to keep looking at those negative, possible, undesirable results. He will whisper in our ear, he'll get somebody to say a word. But the good news is, because God says... We need to take our thoughts captive. We can do exactly that process, but in the positive. We can start to imagine a positive outcome. We can play with the idea of the positive outcome, and the, and this is how our, this is what God intended our minds to be used for. To be able to take those thoughts captive, to be able to concentrate on the good things and the positive things, and begin to imagine that. Don't imagine the worst, that is from the pit. Start to decide today to imagine the best. It's your choice. If I focus on the negative, I will be unhappy. If I focus on the positive, I will be happy. It's just the way we are made. And it makes such a difference to the quality of your life. It makes a difference to the quality of your choices. You're going to choose better things when you feel good and you've got a positive goal in your life. Now, there's lots of ways we we feed that imagination. Bearing in mind that your subconscious, your automatic mechanism, can function on the positive or the negative. It depends on the information you give it and the goals you set it. This is how the Lord has made us. So whatever goal I give my subconscious, it will go out and look for information to help me. But it's not, it doesn't know what's good for me, it doesn't know what's bad for me. It's like pressing Google. You just get the information come up. So imagine, this is the goal I have set my memory to do this is this is how I have told it to go and work I have given it a negative goal and it will come back and give me all the information that I have ever stored about a negative time and I think we do this a lot more than we realize oh Frank looked at me funny today I think he's fallen out with me the brain goes off Ah will search the memory for every time Frank and I have had a negative situation. Oh, Graham doesn't really like working with me. I know Graham doesn't like working with me. I'm sure Graham doesn't like... Brain goes off and remembers any time where Graham and I have had a spat or a difficult time together. And it will look for every single time... That there's ever been any negative communication between the two of us. Can you see the kind of setup that we can put in our lives? We can live at least half of our lives extremely unhappy and not making good choices for that. Will stop me furthering my friendship with Frank. That will stop me working in a proper relationship with Graham. Now, if I go the other way, my brain will go off and bring me everything to make sure that I understand that this is true. This is what it's meant to do. If I say, you know what, I had a great week working with Graham. Fantastic. I really enjoy working with him. We're good. My brain will do that. It will go off and it will bring back to me every single time that we've had a positive experience. Now, you have a choice. Every single minute of the day, you have a choice about the goals you give to your brain. Do you think maybe this is why we're told, well, it says, love bears no records of wrongs, doesn't it? Do you think maybe this is why we're not supposed to remember and harbour the times that people hurt us? Do you think maybe this is God's way of not having lots of negative information in our subconscious. Maybe this is why we're told to forgive. Let me tell you, you do not stay married that long if you bear records of wrongs. If you store up all the things that one person has done towards you, every time you start giving your brain negative goals, it will go off and look for the stuff you have stored. How about making a choice today to decide that, you know, if we're married, we've all, if we're not married, we've got friends, we've got relatives. Why don't we decide today that we are not going to give that subconscious lots of wrongs and hurts and offences. Oh my gosh, we are so good at picking up offences, aren't we? We are going to start to give That subconscious mind of ours, some positive things about the world we live in and the people who we live with. I think that's really what love is all about. It's about learning to forgive. It's about learning to put positive things into that subconscious so that when the button gets pushed, it's the good stuff that comes up, not the bad. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. That's what needs to come up when we're faced with tasks that are scary or things that we don't want to do. We can do all things. The Bible says we should. Let's learn to take our thoughts captive to the Word. Holy Spirit, thank you so much for what you've said through Z. We want to continue this series, so help us, Lord, we pray, to help each other and to be those people that you've called, Lord, to freedom in Jesus' name. And everybody could say, Amen. Amen.